0: Good noon, and welcome to Let's Talk. The pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. Let's Talk's a program for the Christian layman, the Lutheran who believes but has questions. In short, the program's designed for someone like me. There's a lot I don't understand. Not necessarily things that are soul-shaking. It might just be something that's been on my mind for a while, and I find that. Rather than getting into a deep theological discussion, sometimes a casual front porch style talk with the pastor is the best way to understanding. That's what this program is all about. Today's guest, Mark Price of St. Andrews Lutheran Church in Laramie, Wyoming. I have my questions. I'm sure you have yours. You can send your questions by email at any time to talk at kfuo.org or call in during the program. Anywhere, for example, in the in the, uh, St. Louis area, including Metro East, 314 Or anywhere in the lower 48, toll free, one eight hundred seven three zero 730 2727 welcome to the program. Here again. Hello? Oh, here I am. This is one of those days, i got to <laughs> tell you. Sometimes just talking to myself, you know? <laughs> That's alright. Okay. <laughs> well, this is going to be a somewhat serious discussion, and I will admit, when you first suggested it to me, I was uh, somewhat apprehensive. But the more I thought about it, the more I think it's something that we can't ignore. It's something that we do have to discuss. We have to discuss it from a Lutheran point of view. We have to discuss it in terms of Christian charity and Christian love. And we have to do it in terms of understanding. And this is such a confused and complicated issue. It's going to be a difficult one for us to unpack. So I'm going to start it out here. What we are discussing today is Black Lives Matter. Now, the phrase itself, Black Lives Matter, who can, who can dispute that? All lives matter in the eyes of God. Uh, scripture is very, very clear on that. You know, if if uh, he knows the fall of a sparrow, he certainly knows what we are. But then we have a political movement as well. And are their goals the same? Or what are their goals? Are they compatible with, with, uh, with Christian and, and Lutheran theology? Some good questions, I think, that we need to have answered. Now, one thing uh, that I've been seeing repeatedly, and I have uh, actually checked out and found to be true, is the uh, organization was formed by three women, one of whom uh, mm-hmm. says she is a trained Marxist and claims that another one of the founders is as well. So we have two of the three are Marxists. And as we know, Marxism is incompatible with, uh, with faith, with Christianity. What does it mean? What do you think people in the street think it means? What do you think we think it means? What do you think it should mean? Mark, I'm going to let you go ahead on this one.
1: Well, yeah, as you said, uh, Black Lives Matter <clears throat> is a true statement. And so it's unfortunate that um, an organization that uh, advocates um, uh, teachings that would destroy the black community has taken up that that moniker, and and what I mean by destroy is that they specifically target the nuclear family uh, and and patriarchy. They specifically target uh, the single the single most important factor in having stable families and stable communities, which is to have a father. This is undisputed. Um, all the statistics point to it. Wisdom points to it. Natural law points to it. When you don't have fathers, you have more crime. You have more drug use. You have more problems. And so their attacking of the uh, uh, fatherhood and the family and promoting, um, uh, promoting activities and behaviors that will, you know, further erode the family is, um, is unchristian. Every Christian has to oppose it if he's a Christian. Um, And the other the other thing, too, is that uh, as far as the organization being Marxist, people can make and I I read a bunch of articles on this uh, where um, some defenders of BLM were saying, which, by the way, in Wyoming, I just think Bureau of Land Management. So it's kind of weird. But uh, (laughs) uh, they they said, well, just because that, that that BLM is a broader movement. And the movement isn't defined by its founders um and and so they you know they say that you're poisoning the well by just going after the um going after the founders being marxists and another defense they would make is that, well, what is Marxism? It's an economic theory. Well, it's not just an economic theory it's also um it is an economic theory, but how it actually is implemented, how it has been implemented, and how we can with certainty predict it will be implemented is with the persecution of Christians and uh, and um, any removal of, of their right to uh, preach the gospel and worship God. Every single communist um, and Mar- every single Marxist leader has uh, suppressed the Christian church and um, some to a greater extent than others um, but uh, it's always happened, and so we can't expect anything different from modern-day Marxists. And this is, if I can explain one thing: when when people say that it's not a Marxist organization, you have to look at Marxism as um, as it has grown and what it has embraced. So, in the plan of the Communists in 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 America um, in during the Cold War was to uh, take over the universities. Check. Uh, and destroy the destroy uh, set the sexual uh, mores of the people, check, right? And make it so that they must, they're dependent upon the state for their existence, right? And so in many ways, without a violent revolution, the Marxists in America have accomplished their goals to uh, an, an amazing extent. Um, but it, it involves, it involves, um, Marx taught that, a person is self-actualized, that is, he becomes a real, full human being when, he, when his labor is rewarded uh, according to what it actually produces. So he, he made a lot of good criticisms of capitalism and of greedy businessmen. And his, among his criticisms are that the businessmen, um, they, own, uh, they own the people in some way. Because because they need these people to work, but then they take, you know, ninety some percent of the profits, right? And the people are are giving given hardly even a living wage half the time, especially you have to think of this time. This is the mid eighteen hundreds and the uh industrial revolution has really taken its toll on the old feudal system of lords taking care of their their people and of um you know, the people who work the land getting a far greater share of the land, um and the profits of the land than the workers in these factories would get from the factory.
0: I think so one he had thing a lot that, of good- that Marx overlooked uh, two things actually. One is that he did not foresee the rise of the labor union movement where workers did have a voice suddenly. And also he did not mm-hmm. foresee that capitalism itself was adopting was adapting and changing. It was it, the laissez-faire concept back going back to that uh, the 18th 19th century obviously was unfair. We saw that. But there were changes in the wind, and capitalism proved to be an astonishingly adaptable uh, philosophy and, and movement. And again, Marx Marx missed these two points.
1: Yeah, he did. He may have, but um, I, would, I mean, a good portion of the advocates for labor unions were Marxists. Um, not to say that labor unions are um, essentially bad, um, but it was kind of like a um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Marx—he was the thinker, you know. And uh, I've read everything in English that he's that he's written, um, and uh, and so I, I know a bit about his mind. He's also a Lutheran heretic. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. So it's it's yeah. So, and people people try to distance. They say this is economic, not theological. This is political, not theological. This is not a religious thing. It's a secular thing. It's a science. And that's just we need to we need to get past that. Everything's religious. There's no such thing there's no such thing as a neutral scientific secular worldview there's always a religious worldview they have they value something they they love something you know uh, and that's why they're doing what they're doing um so with marxism um he he grew up a lutheran and he switched during college uh he switched during college and re- i have to read more about it, about what exactly made him switch but he got his you know the the, the notion that everyone should be rewarded from for their labor is a scriptural thing the 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 worker is worthy of his hire you know um <clears throat> and he saw this master slave dynamic everywhere in history and he was a student of another lutheran heretic named uh hegel and uh hegel uh taught he was in the uh hegel taught in the early 1800s that um everything there was a spirit of the times that was moving and, and, and the cycle of history, you always have a thesis and then an antithesis that was against the thesis and they would fight against each other. And then a synthesis would be formed. So he says he got this from, from Christianity. That is God is the thesis, man is the antithesis. They come together and you have Jesus, right? So this can be applied in lots of different ways, but uh, Marx applied it by saying the thesis is the uh, proletariat that's the uh, the the capitalist business class and or, i'm sorry the bourgeoisie uh that's the capitalist business uh class and then the um the working class is the antithesis that's the proletariat and they would eventually uh fight and have there would be a revolution and one uh, uh free working class would form Okay. But how
0: does this apply now, specifically to, to the current movement, the black, uh, the black? I'm black going Smith.
1: to ex- I'm, I'm going to explain. Okay. You always have this is you know how you have, a vic- like nowadays everything is about victimization. Whoever can play that he's been oppressed, he wins, right? So so this is what Marxists do, right? They they're constantly saying, look, these people are being oppressed. We need equality, okay? The, the bourgeois are oppressing the proletariat. We need equality. The man is oppressing the woman. We need equality. Um, the straight is oppressing the gay. We need equality. The gay is oppressing the trans. We need equality. Um, and the white is is oppressing the black. We need equality. But the solution is never following the Ten Commandments. The solution isn't um, uh, uh, you know going back to the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother, uh, looking at uh, different sins. It's, it's always tearing down the economic, um, uh, the, the the economic structures around you uh, so that you can have equality. They talk about income inequality as if we're ever going to solve this problem, as if until we get income equality, we won't be free and equal. That's the promise. They promise a paradise on earth. And that's, that's what Marx taught. He, he did his dissertation on Epicureanism, which taught that God didn't the gods were up in a happy place, and they didn't care about us, and so we only have to find natural explanations for things, and our only life is this life, so we might as well, uh, uh, we need to seek and pursue pleasure. And that's what everybody is. Marx is a complete materialist. He taught that there was no spiritual element to anything. And Steve material. dialectical
0: materialism for communism. For, for <laughs> <paganism. laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Dialectical materialism. And so so um, and that's what Black Lives Matter espouses. Look at their what we believe. Everything is about we're going to help these oppressed people. And then they promise this this utopia that is impossible to give. You can't make men equal to women in many aspects. Like I'm never going to be able to have babies. You know, like it's not going to it's not going to happen. You can't make people just equal who, who, like, if you have generations of families who have thrift and other things like that, and they've been successful, it's more likely that their kids are going to be that way.
0: Well, you know? I've got or you a copy a guy who's, of the, of the uh, what we believe statement in front of me, and let me read a couple of paragraphs. And then this is actually from the organization itself says we disrupt the western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another especially our children to the degree that mothers parents and children are comfortable another phrase we foster a queer affirming network when we gather we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that the world are heterosexual unless she, disclose otherwise. They also say it makes space for the transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folks, especially black trans women, who continue to be disproportionately impacted by the trans antagonistic violence. I think yeah. we see here that they're there's striking at the very heart of the concept of, of the family.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you see, again, they're striking at the family, and you see they're doing it by appealing to these people are oppressed, and we're going to lift, we're going to tear down what oppresses them. What oppresses them is what they call heteronormativity, right? Uh, and, and, and that's just simply creation. We're made this way. You see? So they they're they Marxists, they're, Marxist, they're materialists. There is no spiritual truth that over that overwhelms um their own earthly desires.
0: Well, so the fact their that, concept of truth is oppression and class.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's what and but, but the thing is that they they promise the world and they can't do it. Every single communist um every single com I mean, you have China uh, which has has made a lot of wealth through um, uh, by changing to be more capitalist, but they're still horribly oppressive. I mean, they killed. And the, I mean, the, the Cultural Revolution. They, they killed how many millions, tens of millions of people. I mean, just low estimates for the communists in 100 years, in less than 100 years, not counting abortions, which is even more. They killed 100 million people. I mean, through starvation, through just murder, genocide. I mean, this is what the commun- the Marxists, when it's put into practice, have done. And everybody's like, well, they, they weren't true Marxists. And it's like, listen, if you got an idea that every time you try to implement it, it kills lots of people. And then you say, well, no, 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 let's just try to do it right this time. Yeah, I would say I after understand. 100 years, yeah, I, I would say after 100 years and 100 million people dead, you might want to rethink whether this is a good idea. You know, it's it's and this is people think that this is political talk. Christians can hold both uh, views. No, a Christian can't be a communist. It's impossible because communism, uh, as Marx says in his philosophical manuscripts, presupposes atheism. It presupposes atheism. That is they act as if there is no God. God is
0: in none of their thoughts. So and then the state becomes God. So. But we look at the demographics of the United States, for example, in, in terms of who is religious and who is not. The African American community is more religious than the white community is. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, more and, church going, and, and in who, many ways, yeah.
0: And how <laughs> are they? And how are these people attracted to this particular movement? I mean, look, look for example at uh, I'm going go to go to abortion. You open that that can of worms. Uh, Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. was originally founded. As a eugenic movement and specifically one after mm-hmm. what they called the weed people. And, yeah, and yeah. I I love the argument when they're saying, Well, if denied. you will eliminate this, you'll disproportionately hurt the minority community. Well, uh, African American women are getting abortions at three times the rate of non of non blacks. Three times. Yeah. And their yeah. numbers <laughs> Somebody's uh, yeah. somebody's working very hard there to keep them down in a very literal sense.
1: Well, and that's the devil. And, and uh, I mean, Black Lives Matter is completely for abortion. I, I, but if you want to know where it comes from, the, it's called liberation theology mm. or the social, the social gospel. And it originated with Marxists. It was Jesuit priests in South America who were Marxists. And they taught liberation theology or the social gospel. That is... The Gospel is not being freed from your sins the uh, receiving the forgiveness of sins and christ saving you from death and promising you eternal life and the resurrection uh the, no it is freeing people who are oppressed by i mean pick pick your uh, uh, pick your instigator right pick your predator and so you need to free people from financial ruin you need from financial bondage from from um all uh, uh, uh from uh uh, patriarchal oppression, whatever it is, right? And so, yeah, and that that came through, um, and that that infected the liberal, uh, the liberal uh, seminaries and universities already in the early mid 20th century, and and so that got all over the place, including into the black churches, just as it has into the in, into the white churches. Um, Jeremiah Wright, uh, uh, President Obama's pastor, is, is, is a social gospel. He's influenced by it, at least. And so that influence is already there. They the, 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 the talk about oppression, whoever is oppressed. You find the oppressor, and you destroy the oppressor. I think and so to... who's the oppressor? It's the cisgender. It's the patriarch of his family. It's, yeah.
0: Well, one so. of the things I find ironic about the movement is um, it completely refutes the philosophy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King who talked about the content of the, of the, uh, of the character rather than the color. Uh, he talked about, about uh, equality among black and white in terms of a spiritual, in terms of joining the society as a whole. What we're seeing here is a rejection, a flat-out rejection Of of his uh, of his preaching, they're saying no. We are separate. We will never be never be equal. We will never be part of the society. We are the victims.
1: Ah, And yeah, and that's so. Part of that is, um, I mean, the black people in America have suffered a lot, and um, and they they had already like even in in the um, in the fields, you know, they would sing their their uh, spiritual songs. And um, a lot of the Bible stories really resonated with them, especially about Israel being in slavery, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they definitely had already, even before uh, the social gospel came around, they already had a sense of redemption and liberation and freedom being actual physical redemption, liberation, freedom. And uh, <clears throat> that is in this life. So it was already kind of there. And but I've heard the statistic, and I haven't found I haven't found the uh, the source of it. I got to ask Peter Scare. But it's that in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there were more black men as heads of household than white men as heads of household in America.
0: That wouldn't surprise me. I think me. is yeah,
1: it, it, and I think that's very amazing, you know. And so they had the culture, and they were rising up. I mean. I, I love Booker T. Washington's autobiography. He's just, he was born a slave and worked his butt off, and, and he, um, he, when, when he was trying to pay for school, he had to go to school a month early and clean the entire school. And he gets there, and he meets this, this white woman uh, who's you know, middle-aged, and she gets on her, on her hands and knees in her dress and starts scrubbing and teaches him how to scrub, and she works her tail off, and she's sweating it. Doing this, and and then they see it get clean, and he, and she said that she taught me the dignity of labor, because when they were slaves, he said it's 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 a it's a it's a romantic uh, romanticization if that's a word, of of slavery when you think of these plantations and everything's nice and beautiful. He said no, the the slaves had no incentive because they were working for another person and not for themselves and their own interests, and so, um and so work became like a bad thing, you know, because you're forced to do it and uh, being taught the dignity of labor is the most important thing, but who teaches the, dig- the dignity of labor? Where do you learn it best? You can learn it in the school and other places like that, but where is it first taught?
0: Where is it best? Yeah, yeah, but they want Well, up until, the, to, up until the, uh, <clears throat> the so-called war on poverty, I'm sure you've oh, not yeah. studied that, the black yeah, family the, yeah. was, was, a, was the rock of that community and it was mm-hmm. the entire family structure was essentially destroyed because of that. And I don't yeah, know if it's kind matter. of
1: like the war on terror, <laughs> war on poverty, war on terror. It's just going mean, to As soon as Bush said a war on terror, I'm like, "Oh great. This is, war is never going to end." You know? <laughs> <laughs> there are always going to be terrorists around. You know? Yeah. Uh people are idealists though, you know. This is the, this is the kind of like they had they, they, this is exactly it's not just Marx but every what 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 the devil always does he promises you utopia you will be like god you're going to get this you're you're going to get this if you get rid of if you if you deny the difference between you and god or the differences that god has created and established and god has established the difference between men and women he established it and it's a beautiful difference celebrate the diversity you know celebrate it god God made that diversity, and it's absolutely beautiful. It results in us being born, and us being taught, and us being, you know, I, I think it's interesting. If you can read that again, where it says, as, 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 as much as the mothers and children are comfortable with, mm-hmm. the caregivers are comfortable with. It doesn't mention fathers. No, not at all. <laughs> it, it doesn't mention fathers. Well, actually it does. It, say, again it says mothers,
0: parents, and children. It does say parents, but it, it never specifically. Mother's says... parents. It
1: specifically designates mothers, but not
0: fathers. Correct.
1: Do you, see, do, you see, do you see? It's specifically because they don't see the problem. Why, why not the fathers? What's wrong with the fathers? You know, it's, 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 they're, they're completely against what God has established for their own good, for everybody's good. Everybody knows it. It's right there in front of us to see. Everybody knows that people who grow up without fathers have a harder time. We know this. This has been true in human civilization for how long? And then you have an organization uh, doing this, and this is what makes me mad. I, I read a bunch of articles yesterday by these Christian pastors. One in, from Melbourne, Australia. I think it was in the Christian Post or something like that, or mm-hmm. Christianity Today. I don't know. I get those mixed up. I get them both. But he, he was, yeah, he—he he was getting—he um, was getting mad at uh, another Australian pastor who went after. Uh, BLM because it was Marxist and then this guy says this is an ignorant statement this isn't Marxism and it looks very Christian to me and it's like what a shallow view (laughs) what a shallow view this is like as if we can't as if we can't assess a movement that's run by uh, a that's run by a a Marxist and that that uh, um, has encouraged rioting and um, and now you can see written down what they encouraged they encourage the destruction the further destruction of the very thing that is most needed not just by the black community but by americans by everybody by Christians, by by anybody you know and i just think that every american uh and every christian should oppose this movement it is bad and we should say it out loud and we should say it boldly and if people think we're speaking about politics or bringing religion into politics then we just remember, this is a heresy. This is an actual religious statement. This is the, the, talking about what, what the meaning of life is, how to better our lives, giving moral dictates that dismantle the means by which morality has been inculcated into us since the foundation of the world. That's a theological movement. It's a religious movement, and, it, and I, I, I'm opposed to it. As a Christian, I'm absolutely opposed to the movement Black Lives Matter.
0: Well, I've got to take a uh, break here right. right now, uh, but I want to, we've got a lot more to talk about as this goes on. Fascinating discussions, okay? We will be right back. Friday, August 21st, 2020, KFUO Radio rejoices with our day sponsors. Larry made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of his wonderful wife, Donna, as they celebrate her birthday today. Larry is grateful to the Lord for the blessing that she is to him in his life. Thank you, Larry and Donna Troxell, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. Each weekday on The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah, we share and discuss stories of living boldly Lutheran.
1: Including missionary updates, mercy work, events and topics applicable to your daily vocations, and maybe some fresh dark roast.
0: The Coffee Hour weekdays at 9 a.m. on KFUO, underwritten by Concordia University, Wisconsin. In 1924, by the grace of God, KFUO began broadcasting the good news of Christ for you. A long part of this history is bringing you worship services to hear and receive the good gifts of God in His words. This Sunday morning, join us for services from Blessed Savior Lutheran Church at 8 a.m. and Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fenton at 10.30, as well as Bible study from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in DePere at 9.30. Hear Christ for you in Sunday morning services on KFUO.
1: Cross Defense is the show where we talk about curious topics to excite the imagination, equip the mind, and comfort the soul with God's Word. Join me, Pastor Tyrell Bramwell, every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio, or anytime on KFUO.org, or even your favorite podcast app. My friends, our foe is a fierce enemy. Our only defense is Christ on the cross. In 1988, President Ronald Reagan signed the proclamation
0: declaring August 21st as National Senior Citizens Day. President Reagan famously once said, and I quote, I found that the Bible contains an answer to just about everything and every problem that confronts us, unquote. Well, with that in mind, he may have been aware of the many verses in the Bible that elevate and honor seniors, including... Proverbs 16.31, Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life.
1: Job 12.12, 12, Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding?
0: And Deuteronomy 34.7, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated.
1: Brought to you by Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C.
0: Welcome back to Let's Talk. The pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. My guest pastor today is Pastor Mark Preuss from uh, Laramie, Wyoming. And we are discussing Black Lives Matter. Let's uh, switch gears just a little bit on this, uh, Mark. Uh, Certainly we know that there has been a great deal of oppression and inequality uh i remember when i was growing up seeing the the uh the separate drinking fountains and the separate restrooms things like that i remember seeing that Mm -hmm. Uh, my parents of course were telling me (laughs) told me that was flat out wrong thank god for my parents uh but i remember seeing that certainly it existed but you know this is not the 1950s anymore. This is now the, the 21st century. The times have changed, but the message is getting mixed. What can we as Christians, what can we as Lutherans do specifically to get our message out and to counter the message of people who say that they want to disrupt the, the nuclear family?
1: Well, uh, as Christians, we repent ourselves. We always, my grandpa said in a sermon one time, whenever you want to, whenever you have in mind to do, to do something good, repent. If you want to be a good husband, repent. You know, if you want to be a good worker, repent. And uh, so if you want to help your neighbor, just consider yourself first. Um, and that's the basic thing. We can't come in all haughtily as if we didn't have all the answers. We don't, and um, I was. There, there are differences in peoples, and it's. I think a lot of it is mysterious to us, and for good reason. Like when Paul's addressing the Athenians um, at uh, the Areopagus um, on Mars Hill, he says, um, "And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth." Having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, and here we see, and, and that they should seek God, right, and etc. And that it's it's a mystery, but you know how the, the all the sons of Noah spread out, and then you have all these nations on the earth in different places, and then they, they come together and they get mixed, and um, and then they still aren't mixed. Um, and that's not necessarily something to, um, to to believe that we can change, that we can change. All of a sudden we can form one grand um, race. No, but we can we, certainly do mutual of respect and,
0: and, and mutual. Oh, learning. absolutely.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I I'm just laying down the point that, again, like people promise a utopia that that gets rid of the distinctions between not only men and women, but also between different nations, you know? And um, I think it's just realistic. It's it's not, it's not racist. It's not, it's not um, um, an excuse not to do anything, but it's realistic to recognize that as we love our neighbor, neighbors who are different, there may be some differences that we're not going to be able to uh, overcome, you know? And uh, so I, I say show humility to um, any, you know, to anybody who is um, caught up in this movement, you show humility, but also a firm knowledge that this person is believing something that will actually harm him and the ones he loves. And when you know that, then it's not a matter of winning an argument, it, you know, intellectual, but just showing them. And, and it's like with anything, it's like sharing the gospel. You don't, you don't just, uh, you, you have a relationship with somebody, you know, you have a good relationship with them and you talk to them and you, you listen to their side. And then you'll see often that uh, the reason that people are getting caught up in this movement is because it promises such beautiful things and that they're actually, a lot of them are really suffering. It's been, a hard, they've had a hard life, you know, and, 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 and they, they, they want to, uh, do you think some of them think more money is the answer? You know, some of them think more power. Some of them think, uh, oh, look, the destruction of the family or the, all these distinctions um, that that God actually established. Uh, if we just get rid of that, then we'll be free. But um, but when you when you see them in this place, just remember the fourth commandment still stands honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. Not that it may be bad with you. That's what I always tell my kids when they get mad about their mom telling them to do something or me telling them to do something. I say, hey, where's the fourth commandment? And they're like, honor your father and your mother that it may be, wh-. and I said, bad with you? And they say, no, no, not bad. And then they kind of chuckle. But that's what we think. Like, oh man, this is hurting us in some way. And wh- when we go to, when you go to, when you see that so- somebody's just attacking the fourth commandment, I'm there, this is the first commandment In the second table of the law, love your neighbor as yourself. The beginning of loving your neighbor as yourself is honoring your father and your mother and the authorities that God has placed over you in your life. And um, Black Black Lives Matter teaches you, I mean, proclaims to the world that they want to dismantle that, to, to, to take it apart. So I think that everybody that you've talked to who's caught up in this movement, they're going to see the value. If they can see the value of having a father and a mother at home, then I think they can be convinced. If they don't see the value of having a father and a mother at home because they've suffered or been abused or something like that, then it might take a little bit more personal care and just listening, you know, and saying, hey, this solution isn't good. You know, you have a true father in heaven. He gave his only son to die for you. um, But it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard work. But um, but just remember that that God loves the, the other person as much as He loves you, and so the truth didn't come to you because you're so great, but because God had mercy on you, and He wants to have that same mercy on the people that you're talking to. Well,
0: I think also um, the the message is the message of the BLM movement is I think distracting from some real problems, uh, for example. They talk, <clears throat> excuse me, they talk about uh, police uh, police misconduct in and what we believe, and yeah, it exists we 've all seen that we know that, but how many african Americans are killed by police? how many African Americans are killed by other african Americans how many Amer- African Americans are actually killed by whites? I know here in St. Louis we have a horrendous murder uh, rate here in St. Louis. And uh, there's some statistics that came out. I think were released by the city police I'm trying to find it here. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me that showed that nearly all, all of the victims in the St. Louis area who were murdered were black and nearly all of the suspects were also black. This is horrible. This is true oppression. What is going on? Yeah, here? I... How can we address that? There's certainly this message that, Gee, well, it's the cops who are doing it. Well, yeah, there's some problems there, but that pales into insignificance when compared with the problems of black and black crime. Well, you
1: have, when you don't have fathers, you have everybody fighting to be the father in kind of like a surrogate family. So that's why gangs form. You need brotherhood. You need, there's a guy who's an authority figure who offers power and money and uh, sex and drugs, and you give him your allegiance, and then you get these things and like you're fighting over power and money and sex and drugs that's why a lot of uh, rap glorifies that you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so oh, yeah. um the the and who stops like i grew up with 10 brothers right there are 11 boys and one girl in my family and boys fight like they're just i'm not saying it's you know necessarily right i think that it's it should you boys need to compete with each other. You know, you like to get rough with each other. You know, like the rough house, right. And wrestle and things like that. But they will eventually fight, you know, with their tempers and things like that. Who's the one, who's the one in the family who can stop the boys from fighting generally the mom or the dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what are you seeing? You're seeing pe- you're seeing a bunch of brothers fighting with each other, killing each other because they don't have the right, person not they need a guy who loves them who came from who who knows that they came from himself and that he cares about them as much as he cares about himself they need a father to love them not a drug lord or a gang leader who just wants power and money and sex you you see i mean it's it's this is why like everybody we talk about you can pour as much money as you want until you until you until they have fathers there's just no there's no fixing it. It's not, it's not going to change. And, 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 and then when you, when you subsidize unwed motherhood um, you subsidize it so that people don't need a man, you know, they don't like a, a man has no dignity. He's not bringing home the bacon or anything because that's sexist to say that a man should provide for his wife. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, this is, and this is why I've, I've been, I've become so opposed uh, um, to, Feminism, these, feminism has very much become Marxist, you know, in its own ways because they're similar in, in a certain sense. They, they, you disregard the distinctions that God has laid down, the diversity that God has laid down, like the difference between a man and a woman with feminism, and then the difference between uh, the difference between um, the rich and the poor and well, Marxism.
0: Now, in Lutheran yeah. theology, I think we, it's important that we make uh, that we point out that yeah, we. Men, men and women are different. That does not make one dominant over the other. They have different functions.
1: They have different functions. But neither has more uh, dignity before God, Absolutely. you know. Um, but, but, but they have different dignities on earth. Like um, that's why you don't have a parent's day, you have a mother's day and a father's day. You know what I mean? So it's like a mother is prized for certain things that she does because she's a mother. And a father is prized for certain things that he does because he's a father. And um, and that's wonderful. It's a wonderful diversity to celebrate that everybody does naturally, you know, everybody does that. And uh, but it's hard, you know, like people who have grown up, how do you how do you get, you know, a couple generations who have grown up without fathers um, to start being faithful to their wives, you know, and staying with them when all of their friends and most of their family, they don't know a life like that. Now, I'll tell you how it's not going to be fixed is by continuing some Marxist agenda. That's that's not going to fix it at all. It's going to be bad. So I, yeah.
0: Well, one thing I would like to see the African American community do, and you know, who am I to? Well, it's my opinion. Okay, that's uh, take it or take it with a grain of salt or not. Uh, is I look at certain cultural trends. For example, you may have just you may have read that. Uh, 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 Vice President Biden recently had interviewed with of all people Cardi B, a rap artist. And mm, no, I don't, I don't know who she is. Well, <laughs> she's interesting. <laughs> uh, but her, her uh, one of her latest hits is called WAP, and I cannot tell you what that stands for on the radio. It is. Oh, I heard about this. It is so oh, obscene. That's nasty. And that's we, so disgusting. It is, and we see this again yeah. and again and again. The glorification in in music, in in rap, of of this particular lifestyle of of uh, violence, yeah. of of, yeah. of uh, blatant sexuality, of, of a yeah, it's, it's satanic.
1: I mean, I just it's it's satanic. Who, who would make people degrade themselves willingly and think that they? And then take pleasure in it. I would would love to see.
0: I would love to see some leaders of the black community (laughs) actually stand up and denounce this. You know, where's Jesse Jackson in this? Where is uh, where's Al Sharpton? I remember back in the 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 seventies. I I actually interviewed uh, Jesse Jackson one time. Um, It was back in the back in the seventies, and I got to tell you, the man is a magnificent. Speaker, he's one of those people whose personality fills the room, uh, and I'm right, somewhat right. amused now when I hear him talk because he he uses this uh, ghetto patois, which he did not have back in the seventies. His his uh, delivery mm-hmm. was right on, and what had happened? Uh, I, I when I interviewed him, he was leading a um, uh, a movement to uh, actually downplay certain aspects of music, of sexuality, and of uh, and of. Uh, responsibility. I remember one of the slogans was, your attitude determines your altitude. Mm -hmm. And he actually, he had this crowd eating out of his hand. It was mixed race, group, mostly black, but mixed race. And the guy was spellbounding. Where is he today? Uh, Where is the black leadership today who is looking at this and seeing this problem and saying, no, this is going to
1: stop? I've heard it. Yeah, they're just not the, they're not the One's the media loves. I, I've I've heard black preachers denouncing this um, on uh, on the radio, mm-hmm. driving um, in my car. I've heard black preachers denouncing the this immorality on YouTube and other things. I I think it's just it's more like the the ones that you hear about who are popular because um, they they're willing to go along with the crowd.
0: You know. Well, I look at the you know just constantly. I've just been watching the Democratic Convention. Uh, there are a lot of very prominent African Americans who are featured in that. Why are they not denouncing this? Where is Kamala Harris denouncing this? Where is uh, Cory Booker? Why are are they denouncing this? There's a whole series here. These people have power, have influence, and yet they are neglecting it. This, this. Well, you know, this is interesting. I, when people, it's
1: okay. You know how like. If, 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 you, if you want to be rich, you think, man, if I, if I got rich, then I would use it for all of these philanthropic things, and I would use it for the welfare of mankind. And, and then when people get rich, that kind of just, they start to use it for themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they start buying things for themselves, and, and all their dreams just kind of go away. And then people dream and say, if I had power, I would use it to liberate these people and help them. And it's the same thing. What, what do they end up using their power for? Or who do they use their power for themselves? And that's what I think you see with a lot of, because I remember what's, I forget, I don't know who it was. He's, he's a CNN anchor, uh, black gentleman. What's his name? I forget. Anyway, years uh, this is like 10 years ago. He was denouncing the rap culture. You know, he was denouncing mm-hmm. it and saying, this is bad and, and, um, and pointing out these statistics. And now he wouldn't do that because it doesn't serve his interests. You know? He'd so, he get himself and that's
0: denounced what, as, being, as being a... Uh, well, you'd know what he'd be denounced as. And I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I said you'd know what he would be be denounced as if you were to do that today.
1: Right, right. You can't... And everything has... So issues, you can't even bring up an issue without being lop, you know, lopped on to the other side as as being... Racist, homophobic, whatever. You know. I mean, it's just all they do is shriek at you and say, "I'm the victim and you're an oppressor and and you're full of hate." And and that's how they got uh, gay marriage legalized. That's how they. I mean, it's just it's really just amazing. I mean, you can't like with this trans uh, this transvestite stuff. You can't. It's like you have to play along with their game of 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 uh, make believe. And so they think that like a man thinks he's a woman and then you have to pretend with the man that he's a woman. Why? Why why should you have to do this? I don't understand. And and, and, and it's 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 basically to suppress any natural aversion that we have to uh what they're doing. <laughs> you know? You can't you can't show you can't you can't say that sodomy's gross. That's that's homophobic and evil, even though everybody knows it's gross. <laughs> so It's like, you know, it's like it's, it's they just silence you. They shriek at you and silence you and call you a hater and they're the victim and you're oppressing. And and uh, and so it's 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 how do you stand up against it? The only way you stand up against that is that you keep your cool. You never, ever apologize for speaking the truth ever, ever Ever, you just love the people, and um, and you do not. If you give up on the truth, you're giving up on all these poor people who are being dragged along with a movement that is going to destroy them.
0: So, and we're also seeing uh, uh, not not just destruction that we're also seeing. Uh, I think even a, a a movement, an actual organized movement to really destroy the, relig- the, uh, religious, uh, uh, the religious of society here. Uh, one of the th- things that's mm-hmm. in Congress right now, uh, in the 116th session, uh, in the first session of the 116th, was what was called HR5, which uh, supposedly, I think it's called, miscalled in my view, the, the uh, Unity Act. It says, to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, and for other purposes. The bill goes on and on and on and on, but so I can't I can't so this, I
1: can't I can't say that that this this man is a man
0: but It goes um, further than
1: that because that's discriminated
0: yeah. it, section 1107 claims. This is, again, directly from the from the bill. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 shall not provide a claim concerning or a defense to a claim covered in the title or provide a basis for challenging the application or enforcement of a covered title.
1: Holy cow.
0: Yeah. And it means like, so, so you
1: can't at all appeal any, to anything. It's just total, absolute, yeah. tyrannical control. It, it, gets yeah. the,
0: it gets the Religious it, Protection Act. Uh, the, the Religious Restoration yeah. Act. And the thing was mm-hmm. signed, you know, it was passed in the House of Representatives. And uh, I think it would, you know, on a straight party line vote, surprise, surprise, every Democrat mm-hmm. voted for it. Well,
1: that just makes it, I mean, either these Democrats are, these Democrat Christians are naive or they're just, they're, I don't see how they're going to be Christians to support such a flagrant denial of, of,
0: of the creation i well, mean the uh not just that
1: nature's god you know
0: well, let's look at their dominees. i mean biden claims to be a catholic harris claims to be a baptist yet both of their churches reject abortion yet they are in favor of it uh harris specifically has called for uh, allowing abortion up to and including birth without uh and taxpayer funding of it and yet they claim to be baptist mm-hmm. and catholic
1: well, the denom. This is why people want to be non-denominational now because they can't see the denominations actually standing for any of their traditional beliefs.
0: Thank God for the mission. Uh,
1: yeah, thank God for Lutheranism. I, I I am so happy to be a Lutheran. Not only because we have the best hymns, and uh, and they're just spectacular, but also uh, and 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 the doc the doctrine is obviously paramount, the most important thing. But it's it's seeing the doctrine work in the lives of people and seeing. Hardened sinners become humble Christians, you know, and who want to serve and help their neighbor Mm -hmm. and who who, but but while still loving God with their mind and 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 their talents and everything. And in this in this age of just us being ashamed of uh, ashamed in front of the guilt that is put over us by uh, society just for being I mean, I'm I am a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. You know, I'm I'm even blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, <laughs> at least and, you got hair. I don't have like, that anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, well, well, in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the um, but I and I don't it's not like I'm I'm um, I think that I am above other people because of this. But I've been taught. I mean, I went to public university, public school that this is, you know, my people are an oppressive, uh, oppressive, evil uh, group of people. Um, which I always considered a bit racist, you know, and, you know, instead of joining some white nationalist uh, sect, um, which I wouldn't do uh, ever, I'm a Christian, (laughs) you know, I'm a Christian, it gives me confidence, I believe in the resurrection of the body, I believe in helping my neighbor. I believe in, in, in using the talents that God has given me for the welfare of my neighbor and not merely for myself, not to get myself a bigger piece of the pie or to oppress somebody or do this or that, just, but, to, but to love my neighbor. And, and I, I don't do it perfectly, but it's my desire because God loves me. And I know that in Christ. I know that. And everybody of every tribe, every nation, every people under heaven and every language is taught that same gospel. And that's that's what i believe i really believe that but once you once you make it the social gospel then it's it's then it's over so, well, we're
0: coming into the last minute yeah. of the program uh, and I, th- I think we've raised some in- interesting issues uh some vitally important issues uh, you know I, i'm a lifelong lutheran I, I i describe myself as a humbly grateful lutheran you know it's not i can't say i'm a proud lutheran i'm a humble lutheran i am so grateful that I was raised in this faith, mm-hmm. it gives me direction. It gives me a compass. And I have I, – I'm always astonished at people who say that, uh, well, I don't need religion. I know what's right and wrong. Do you? Well, come on. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, well, we can't do it alone. That's for sure. I mean, I understand the sentiment of, you know, it takes a village rather than a family, I um, <clears throat> even though I think that's overall wrong. Yeah, it but takes, it, it, it takes a, mother a mother and a father.
0: It takes a mother and a father. Yeah,
1: that's for sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Kip. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Anytime. And this is, as I said, this is a vitally important issue and one that we have to understand. And it's one that uh, we have to, I won't say fight necessarily, but we have to understand the danger of it. Thanks so much for being on the program, Mark.